I'd make a candle out of it if I ever found it. Try to sell it, never sell out of it. I probably only sell one. Good morning, good afternoon, Richmond. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan. Now at 105.1 FM, it is a Tuesday, December 19th, six days away from Christmas, seven days away from AWOD's birthday, and I actually got myself a gift, a little combination, oh, yeah? Taco Bell and Pizza Hut, a little combination, Hanukkah and AWOD's birthday. Uh a piece of technology. I think you'll Ooh. find it interesting. I, I bet. Yeah. So we'll break that down a little bit later on the non-sports segment of the day. Uh, but man, how about that game last night? Woo! Yeah. That was the game of the week. <laughs> yeah, that I was think the it was. certified game of the week. Lock it in. Eagles with a sick quarterback. Hurts battled through. Seahawks with a hurt quarterback. Turned to a guy who has not led a comeback drive in four years. More than a 1,000 days. Game on the line. Big catch by DK Metcalf. Then Drew Locke hits Jackson Smith in the end zone. Beautiful throw. Great diving catch. Ball game. Down goes Philly. I'll tell you, I was watching the game with a few of my friends. Two of them Giants fans. One of them uh, Redskins fans. It felt like a Redskins win. Watching Philly fans (laughs) get their heart broken. It was so funny. I've got a hilarious story to tell about the game. Should I start the show with the story? Yeah, sure. All right, so... We're watching the game, and so I set up this piece of technology in my house. I'll get to that later. But I guess I had paused the game and forgot about it. So we're all watching in the fourth quarter. Game on the line. Seahawks have the ball. And my friends start start getting notifications from Fantasy, from FanDuel, sign up promo code AWOD, right? And so we're watching the game, and one of my friends goes, you guys know this game is over. And we're like, what are you talking about? And so I I paused my thing. I'm 15 minutes behind. (laughs) Seahawks have the ball with the game on the line. And he goes, yeah, game's over. And we're like, oh, because we're thinking the Eagles win. And he goes, no, Seahawks win. So we just start jumping up and down. And then we watch the final drive, all of us standing up. And it was like 11.20. The game had been over 15 minutes I had because I didn't know I paused it. I had the complete opposite where I was watching it on my computer, uh-huh. didn't have my charger, died with a minute left in the game. Oh, I went, my gosh. Oh, yeah, whatever. The Eagles probably won. Right. Half an hour later, I, ch- I checked the ESPN app. <laughs> what happened? <Yeah>. What? <laughs> Drew Locke? No way. It was just the funniest thing ever because we were all depressed. Oh, game's over. Eagles probably won. Seahawks win! <laughs> Seahawks win! And then we witnessed it. I said, it was the greatest not-live sporting event I've ever seen. <laughs> it was awesome. So uh, that was a great Monday night football game. We got a lot to get to on the show today. We'll go around the NFL. The playoff picture becomes a bit more clear now. Seahawks back in line to make it to the postseason. Big college basketball day today. We'll talk some UVA against Memphis. That's two top 25 teams going off against each other tonight. Number 22, UVA at number 23, 8-2 Memphis. And a very special guest in college basketball coming up at 1230. University of Richmond, the Spiders, head basketball coach Chris Mooney. He's a great basketball mind. He's always been a good interview on this show, so I'm looking forward to speaking with him at 1230. But you, you guys know how we like to start the show every day by catching you up on anything you might have missed around the sports world. It's not the sports wallet, definitely not the sports phone. It's time for the sports app. Here it is, everybody. Clearly, this is the future. Stat scores. Whoa, are you serious? Wi-Fi plus 3G, 64 This one, this one. The sports app. All right, I think we got to start in the NFL. It might take most of the sports app. I have to start by saying I thought that was the... 
Worst pregame show I've ever seen. How many times were they going to throw to Adam Schefter and say, do you have any information about who's playing quarterback? Like, are you kidding me? I missed the I missed kickoff for this one. Okay. Having dinner with my so family. They threw to Adam Schefter. Then they threw to the sideline reporter on, on the field. Then they threw it back to Adam Schefter. And he kept saying, This is the craziest thing ever. We're 30 minutes away from kickoff, and I don't know who's playing quarterback. <laughs> He's like, There are people on their fantasy teams that would need to decide between Geo Smith or Drew Luck. <laughs> if that's your situation, you already lost. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but then they were like, Jalen Hurts. He's got flu-like symptoms. He usually comes out for warm-ups. He skipped warm-ups. Oh, my goodness. Anyway, Jalen Hurts would start the game and get the Eagles on the board first with this touchdown. Here's the call on ESPN. Hurts trying to take it in. Diving for the touchdown. And then the Seahawks tie the game at 10 thanks to Kenneth Walker III getting into the end zone. Here's the call on Seahawks Radio KIRO. Two tight ends in the backfield. The handoff goes to Walker. He looks for running room. Bounces it off the right side. Inside the 20, the 15, the 10, the 5. Touchdown, Seahawks! Seahawks make it a game with that touchdown. Eagles go right down the field. I mean, it just was typical of the Eagles. They seem to respond at the perfect time in games. They go right down the field, score. They're up 17-10. Seahawks then tie the game. Uh, I mean, back and forth, back and forth here. And it came down to Drew Locke on a key third down, throwing up to DK Metcalf, makes the catch inbounds with two guys on him, and then... Basically, the very next play, it's Drew Locke to Jash, Jackson Smith and Jegba. He told the reporter after the game, I'll remember this play for the rest of my life. Let's take a listen to the call. JSN is wide to the far side. Drew looks, throws that way. Got JSN. He reaches up. Makes the catch. Touchdown. Seahawks. Holy catfish. What a play. Drew Locke said after that game, I told Jackson, if you're one-on-one, I'm throwing you the pill. And that's exactly what he did. Let's take a listen to Julian Love after the game, who is the Seahawks corner, who made a great play to seal the victory for the Seahawks with an interception with six seconds left. Let's take a listen to the Seattle cornerback. This is huge. I think just, you know... December football is critical, and you just need some energy and some motivation and some uh, momentum going into the end of the season. And so I think we needed this game. Uh, nothing's guaranteed going forward. We know that, but we got to carry this juice going forward. We, you know, just a few plays here or there the past couple weeks have really brought us down, but this I, I already know is going to revitalize us. Last thing here in the NFL, it also tilted me the pregame. Everybody kept saying, the last Seahawks win was against Washington, and they're terrible. It was like they kept throwing that in our face. Alex Smith said it like three times. <laughs> RG3 raced a bird. We got to spend a segment on that. But let's move over to the NBA. We begin with the Washington Wizards. Kyle Kuzma, 27 points, 8 rebounds. Wizards score 40 points in the fourth. And end up with 131. They got to win that game, right? They scored 131. Stub, they lose 143 to 131. They could not defend DeMontis Sabonis for the Kings. The big man down low finished the game with a triple-double, 28 points, 13 rebounds, and 12 assists. His 35th triple-double. Here's the call on ESPN. 20-point ball game. Here's Domas. Oh, 
We're just punishing. He is just. We are just punishing Scala. Giannis Antetokounmpo and the Bucks played off against the Rockets, and Giannis breaks career Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's career rebounds total from on Sunday. Here's the call on WTMJ. Now gets to the right wing. Now gets into the paint. Kicks into the corner. They left Amy Lillard all alone. Left corner three. Couldn't make him pay. Offensive rebound, though, for Pat Connaughton. Circling around. Found Giannis underneath for a two-hand chance. Over to the NHL here on the Sports App. And every single day on the Sports App, we track Alex Ovechkin's hunt for history. Of course, the Caps last played on Sunday, got a shootout win over the Hurricanes. Um, but look, here's the issue with the Caps right now is Alex Ovechkin's not scoring. Uh, the Junkies talked about that yesterday. They moved him in a power play to the crease, trying to get him you know, a, a couple poachers goals, just get him something to get his confidence going again as the Caps are 15-9-4 on the season. And, of course, the Washington Capitals will play tomorrow against the Islanders, fifth in the Metro division right now. Every day on the Sports app, we track Alex Ovechkin's hunt for history. He still needs 67 goals. It has been three weeks now since we've seen Ovi put one in the back of the net. 68 goals to become the greatest goal scorer in the history of the NHL. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new Sports Radio 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM. Don't go anywhere. Don't change that dial. Don't touch that dial. I'll be right back. Welcome back. What up, what up, what up? It's AWOD here on the new Sports Radio 910 The Fan. Now, at 105.1 FM, phone lines are open throughout the show. 833-804-0910. 833-804-0910. But joining me in studio right now for a little crosstalk is the host of MP on the Mic from 10 to 12 noon, Monday through Friday, Michael Phillips. I just realized this is our last in-person this is our last in-person crosstalk of the year. It is. Yeah. It, I mean, this year has flown by. It really has. Um, I'm excited for next year, though. Like, once we get out of the football rhythms, we're just in here five days a week, chatting hoops, waiting for VCU to make their tournament run. Like, we're, we're going to have a big start to 2024. Absolutely. And anytime we bring in MP on the mic, you know it's time for Crosstalk. Let me hear that sounder, Stub. If I could just have your attention. It's Crosstalk with Adam Epstein and Michael Phillips on The Fan. It's like that 190s movie that everybody loved. What's the name of that movie? It's not Crosstalk, but it sounds like Crosstalk. It's Crosstalk on The Fan. Oh, Face Off with Travolta and Nick Cage. But this is Crosstalk. All right, look, football season is winding down, and uh, especially if you're a Commanders fan, it's it's frustrating. It's reached the boiling point uh, right now in the fan base where everyone's pissed off about everything. I've turned into the sports Grinch anytime I talk Commanders. Uh, but when I was out at the VCU game on Saturday doing my live show from the Commonwealth Room, I met a few listeners, and uh, they told me, we want more Caps talk on the fan. And Let's so, go. new rule on AWOD Radio when we bring in Michael Phillips for crosstalk on Tuesdays, we talk a little puck. I love it. I love it. Um, can, can I hit an unrelated item first, though? Yeah. Uh, Face Off, uh, the movie referenced. And 
Uh, that's a Hans Zimmer score. Oh, really? Yeah, he's everywhere, man. We decided you're Travolta and I'm Nick Cage. That's right? correct. I put the bunny in the basket. You <laughs> dance with uh, Uma Thurman. <laughs> I, I accept my role. Yeah, oh, gladly. I, gotta yeah. love that. That's a dub. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I love talking puck on Tuesdays. I was up there for the Stars game a couple of weeks ago. Uh, you know, you know, I love uh, love me some caps. I was there when they lifted the cup in Vegas, uh, which, which was uh, just an all time. Sports memory for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, not going to happen this year, of course. But uh, uh, you know, following this OV quest, I think that's probably item number one on the caps list this yeah, year. Yeah, but outside of OV, let me ask you this: Are, Do you notice a different style of play with Coach Carberry? Yeah, you know, I I think that it's more the natural aging of the team as well. Like he's working to his personnel a little bit more. Yeah, it does feel like a slower, more deliberate style than the open ice they've been uh, they've been skating with the last few years i i don't know how much of that is him and his influence and how much of that is like these dudes are getting older and then you got young kids in there who need the system and the structure as they learn too yeah no it, it's so interesting and, and you know when i when i watch caps games this year like you're saying obviously i'm i'm really focused on ovechkin but I have been pre- pleasantly surprised with the results, you know. I mean, 15-9 and nine oh, on, yeah. on the season, a lot better, I think, than people. I think they've met expectations. If, if they could somehow sneak into the playoffs, yeah. you, you'd call this season an unqualified success. Now, a lot of the, the metrics, right, that underneath this say that they're worse than their record. So I'm, I'm, I'm not holding my breath here. Like, I do think there will be a drop-off at some point. I think at some point the, the bottom falls out and you have one of those losing streaks and – you become the record that you probably are. But if you could somehow keep this thing rolling into the playoffs, uh, any playoff appearance, even as an eight seed, is an absolute win for this team in this roster state. Craig Laughlin, the locker, was on the the Junkies earlier this week. And speaking of Alex Ovechkin, he said they're trying to change the power play all around because it wasn't operating very well. But since they've changed their looks, there has been an uptick. Uh, they're not where they want to be yet because you need the five-on-five and power play working together, but they've been so pushed into the system over the years that they're trying to give uh, the other penalty kill different looks. They're not taking away Ovi's shot. They're giving him another dimension. Okay, and that power play was ice cold for a little while. Yeah. That's where Ovi's got to make his money, right? That's where you got to – if we talk – what's he on pace for right now, like 17 – that's not going to get the job it's, done. It's been dropping down. It was like 27 last yeah. week, then it was 25, 27. Yeah. I mean, it's just it's frustrating it's, because he's he's getting the shots off. And for, So, I, look, I, I'm no hockey expert, but speaking with a few of my friends that are big-time Cavs fans, don't miss a game, they say it's not like he's his shot is missing any accuracy or strength or, or the power. It's just that he doesn't skate as fast as the other guys, so he doesn't get himself into position to impact the game as much. That stinks when your heroes get old, right? Like, right. yeah, I mean that. And if he needs sixty, and you finish the season with twenty, that's three more seasons of hockey. I don't know if he's ready to sign up for that. Yeah. The way he plays, his style of play, played with for so long, like though this isn't Yamir Yager. Like you can't you can't do that into your fifties. You can't do that forever. Well at what point do the Caps and the Caps GM have to make a decision, hey, do we make it a team goal to try to get this for Alex Ovechkin? 
Or do we move past this as a team here and, and try to build for a future? Yeah, I think you wait to do that until you're a little closer to whatever the future is. Because yeah. if you pull the plug on Ovi, you need to have something else to sell, right? I need a reason to go down to the rink. I'm not I'm not sure this team is one right now. Like, it's it's still a fun product. It's still fun to go. But, like, I mean, this team, I'm not like, ah, these guys, I got to go see how they do in the playoff chase. Right. You know? So Ovi gives you that shiny distraction, right, of like, we're going to see the Caps. They might win, they might lose, but we'll get to watch Ovi. Like, we'll get to watch another, you know, hopefully another year of him. Um, shout out, though, to uh, them beating Zach McHugh's Carolina Panthers, who are Carolina, Carolina, uh, Carolina Hurricanes. Hurricanes. Carolina Hurricanes, who are in a lot of places, you know, favorites or near the favorites to win the Stanley Cup. Yeah. Uh, that That's a nice little win for them. Absolutely. That's a good, good pickup. I feel like it's getting to a situation here where they they really have to look at Alex Ovechkin and figure out, hey, is he going to ever get to that number? Right? Is he actually slowing down, or is that just the critics, you know, making comments? You know, and right, how many years will he commit to? How many years will the team commit to him? Yeah. In an ideal world, you go into next year needing about forty to forty-five. Right? That's two years of salary. Like. If it's 40 to 45, you say it's not going to happen next year, Mm -hmm. but there's a legitimate two-year path to get there. If you need 50 and you're averaging 20, that's a three-year plan. Three's a lot of years. Uh, you know, he, he's been very clear. He wants to go play in the, the KHL at some point, if, if that's still a thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't, don't, don't have my KHL standings handy. I don't, I don't know, know where that league stands. But three just seems way less doable than two in terms of how long you can keep him on the roster, keep building enough around him to, to get him fed on the power of play, and, and not worry about cutting into what you're doing on a rebuild. Yeah, and I'm desperate for him to break the record in D.C., in Capital One Arena. You know, everybody was talking about it last week, about Monumental moving to Virginia. Yes. And I'm, I'm still I'm devastated about it for the Wizards aspect. I can talk myself into being okay with going to see the Capitals play in Virginia. So much of the fan base is Northern Virginia. Sure. Wouldn't that be wild, like a split decision? It's not going to be, not at the amount of money they're offering. Right. But if you kept the Wizards in the city, moved the Caps, and had sports-specific arenas, which are always so great, like, you know, Boston, you know, where they had the basketball arena for so long, um, you know, it, yeah, Pittsburgh is a hockey-only arena, right? It feels better. Um, that would be fun. A lot of college basketball arenas, Siegel Center, you know, you're right on top of the action there. That That's fun. I, I would love a solution like that. But we'll save this for another day. Ben Standing and I had a big, long argument on Sunday. Will Capital One Arena still be open and hosting events in 2035 Oof. if this goes through? I would probably say no. I said yes. You said yes. There you go. You think Taylor Swift is still coming to Capital One Arena? I think there's enough of a market for events, circuses, but Disney there's on also, ice. There's Echo Stage. There's Arena Stage. You know, there's so many other. There's the there's the Wharf and the you know there's so many other spots that could host concerts. I just think you need pro sports in that arena. You, you know, know, you you you'll, you'd have Georgetown and the Mystics, which I, I know aren't needle movers, but if you shrank it to a ten thousand seat stadium, I think you could fill it a hundred nights a year. Yeah, 
but I mean, how do you shrink a stadium like that? I mean, just that, add that, three an, levels of suites. That's you know? an, and also with the cooperation of DC, who has no interest in playing ball with you right now yeah. after what you just did. I just really want Clyde's to stay alive. Man, I love Clyde's. I've had so many um, good meals there. I, when Bar Louie left, that was the beginning of the end for me. I yeah. got a lot of great memories of Bar Louie there in the little mall, yeah. you know, the little gallery place area. That, that was a pregame go-to. Yeah. You know, and now that's District E or whatever. I know. Well, I mentioned Green Turtle as the beginning of the end on uh, my show on Saturday. Yeah, um, I mean, what I like though is the the Caesar Sportsbook. You can get to it from inside the stadium during the games. So at intermission, you can go get a beer and like some wings in there, uh-huh. and not have to wait in the concession line. And it's better, and they got all the TVs, so you can see the other games. I think that's a very nice intermission amenity. Yeah, I would use that for basketball probably. I don't yeah. know if I would like if I'm that interested in going watching other hockey games while yeah. I'm at a hockey game. You no, know? no, you can watch a basketball game during intermission of a hockey of game. Of a hockey game. A little, right, little, right, little right. mix and match there. A little mix and match there. Yeah. Get some wings. When I was there on Thursday, Thursday night, football was on. Okay. We went over, got some wings, got a beer, watched it was like it was Patriots and uh, whoever. Yeah. That, that was a uh, Ted would love you for this because that's what he wants in this new sta- stadium is the digital age of, oh, you come to watch one event, but here's the TV with this. Here's the TV with that. Fantasy, gambling, fantasy, gambling. If Ted wants my love, he can feel a competitive team. <laughs> Period. <laughs> it's embarrassing. It's yep. Two embarrassing teams. That, I mean, look, he was lucky enough to get to draft Ovi. If he hadn't. He'd be sitting on zero titles right he now. He claims that he wants to be a front runner with everything. You know, that's how he got so famous and made so money with so much money with AOL. I don't think that he was correct in putting a lot of money into esports. I don't see that breaking the bank for anyone. You know? I, but did he break the bank to invest in esports? Like, I don't he, know. He just need a monitor and a remote, right? Yeah, I don't well, know. esports they, is good money. They spent there a lot of money, money on. Uh, like I, I actually got to visit their the facility. They have a lot of TVs and monitors in there. outside. It didn't look cheap. All right. I, give me that for Christmas in e, Washington esports cap. Yeah. yeah right. No, Virginia esports. Are they coming too? Do we oh, know? Of are they, are they part of the deal? All right. Let's go. Virginia's got a winner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM. Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan. Now at 105.1 FM. Every day at 1 p.m. we open up the phone lines for the Richmond Commander, 833-804-0910. 833-804-0910. How many wins would Jacoby Brissett have gotten for the Commanders if he was the starting quarterback this season? It's the question of the day on the Richmond Commander. You can always tweet us your thoughts at AWOD Radio or... At 910 The Fan, Lane Casadante will join us to run around local sports at 2.30. And speaking of local sports, we've got a very special guest joining us right now on the Hadid Mercer Rug Cleaning Hotline, the head basketball coach for the Richmond Spiders, Coach Mooney. What's going on, Coach? Hey, guys. How's everything going? Good. Great to have you back on the show. How are you feeling, man? It's so good to see you back on the sidelines. I appreciate it. I'm feeling great, actually. Uh, You know, had a... Clean bill of health, and um, I feel great. Feel great to be out there. Feel great to be at practice every day. All, all those fun things. I got to start with this. Did you see the all Richmond highlight in the NBA from last week? Jacob Gilliard to Vince Williams for three. Yeah, yeah. He's uh, you know he's been doing great. You know he's been on the Grizzlies since um, since the beginning of the season and uh, has played very well. I think maybe he has five or six starts now. 
Um, and he's, he's done great, obviously making everybody here very proud. Spiders are six and five on the season, five and zero at home. You gotta love that. And coach, I'll start with center Neil Quinn. I, I really feel like he's developed this season. What have you seen? Yeah, he's really improved tremendously. You know, obviously he was a very good player um, when he got here, but I, I feel like the biggest thing that we try to work on with Neil as he has improved his body and his game and all those things. I think the biggest thing for us is working on, you know, having more of a dominant mentality. He's such a great passer. He leads our team in assists as a center. He's such a great passer. He commands a lot of attention, has a great sense for the game. But just to be more of a dominant scorer and think more, uh, you know, in his head, more of a dominant player, you know, demanding the ball, trying to make things happen because the more – the more he does, the more he touches the ball, the more he's aggressive, the better it is for us. Spiders face off against Buffalo on Thursday. What kind of test will Buffalo be for you guys? Well, you know, they, they've struggled so far. Uh, now, there's new rule or, or basically um, kind of a refusal of an old rule that allows a couple guys for them to be eligible who were they were two-time transfers and Mm -hmm. you know thus far that was against the rules and now that's okay with the rule or within the rules so that's you know always something that's tricky for uh, a preparation because this guy hasn't played yet and the last highlights you have from him or from a different school Uh, so that's you know a new element that to college basketball and then they have great athleticism you know they rebound the ball well Uh, you know we're not a great rebounding team they rebound the ball well when they're in the open court, their athleticism and, and offensive rebounding really shows up. So that'll be that'll be two really important things for us is to try to make sure that we um, that we defend well and that we are set on defense that they don't have too many open court opportunities. Spiders basketball coach Chris Mooney with us here on the Hadid Mercer Rug Cleaning Hotline. I'm Adam Epstein. This is AWOD Radio. And so the Spiders got two games here to close out the year, and then it becomes conference play in January. And you begin conference play against the Bonnies of St. Bonaventure. But how are you feeling right now about the conference as a whole in the 8-10 and the way they've played in the out-of-conference schedule? Do you think the league has done enough so far to be a multi-bid league? Well, I think so. You know, we have had, um, you know, we, we've played uh, a very good schedule where we've been at Wichita State and Florida and Boston College. We've played nationally ranked Colorado. I think Dayton has played a great schedule uh, and has, you know, has had um, a really big win. St. Joe's has played a very good schedule at Kentucky and they won at Villanova. Uh, and I think, you know, so I think the team's, um, I've really tried to go play as, as many teams as they can, put themselves in position on the road um, or a neutral floor um, to, to play some high major teams, some teams that can get you a lot of, you know, quality points, so to speak, in the net. So I hope so. You know, a lot of it will come down to, as the, as the league goes on, how the, how the conference separates. And hopefully we'll have uh, some of those wins that we've gotten here in the preseason, some of those competitions that we've played in the preseason – will really help us as, as we move through the regular season. Coach of the Richmond Spiders, Chris Mooney with us here on the hotline. The Spiders are 6-5. and five. VCU also 6-5. and five. And, Coach, it feels to me uh, like the rivalry will be heightened this season uh, with a transfer from Richmond to VCU in Jason Nelson. Has that ever happened before in your time at Richmond? Not on my time in Richmond, no. I, you know, I – 
the, the rules have changed so dramatically, um, you know, in terms of the initial eligibility. So a player can now, you know, transfer and doesn't have to sit out the year. Um, so that hasn't happened since, since I've been here. I'm, I'd be surprised if it happened before that, but I, I don't necessarily know the answer to that. So much of the college basketball game now centers around the ability to hit the three-point shot. Who are some of the uh, best three-point shooters on your team this season? Well, Jordan King, who's our leading scorer, he, he may be the leading scorer in the A-10, or, or he's close if he's not the leading scorer. He's a very, very good shooter. We have Jason Roach, who's uh, you know almost like a three-point shooting specialist. He made, uh, he's made you know well over 150 in his career so far as a junior. Um, you know, we, we add, uh, Aiden Noyce is somebody who really shoots the ball well for us. Uh, so we, we feel like we have pretty good shooting all around the floor. Mike Walls uh, is a sophomore center for us who's, who's shooting a high percentage and can make three-point shots. So we feel like that we have pretty good shooting around, you know, the entire perimeter. And it's something that every, you know, every team needs now. Th- those threes add up so quickly. And uh, the game has, has become with more and more teams playing with four guys on the perimeter than five guys on the perimeter at a time. You know, the three-point shot is even that much more valuable. Coach, always love having you on the show. And last year, you had a really good uh, response when I asked you about the A-10 and how difficult it is, you know, scheduling opponents to come to Richmond to play against the Spiders and to create this at-a-conference schedule. And and I want to ask you about that again because it it just feels like coaches are in such a difficult position to schedule opponents to make sure that the A-10 gets the respect that it deserves. Yeah, it's true. I mean, it's it's become so much harder. My my first year here, we played Seton Hall, Virginia, and Wake Forest at home, and um, you know, had I known then, had I known then how different it would be, I, I you know, it'd be hard for us to get any any high major team to play us at home, and and for all the A10 teams, that seems to be the case. You know, St. Joe's can play or LaSalle can get some home games because of the Big Five, um, and there are some you know rivalries that hopefully can show up and, and we can play at a, you know, with high level teams, but it's just more and more rare and it's very difficult to get those games at home. And that's why we've gone on the road and tried to play as many teams as we can. You know, those games are really hard to win. Um, but does that give you a chance hopefully? And, um, you know, that, that we, we, we've always decided to try to play the best schedule we possibly can play. It's just getting so much harder and, and, you know, you have to give up yourself so often to do it that you don't get the return game in the Robin Center. And, you know, I, I hope something changes that in college basketball, but it doesn't look like it will. Coach, I, I admire your offense a ton. I love watching Richmond play because of the style of offense uh, that you coach here. And let's say that you were sitting around the Christmas table and, and you've got a cousin who's 13 years old and he's big into basketball. How would you explain your offense to them? That's a great question. Uh well, I would say that the most important thing is always the players, and we have five guys on the floor who can who can dribble and pass, who know how to move, they can shoot and, and have ways to score. That's the most important thing. And then that they play together, you know, that they, you know, they don't over-dribble, uh, they have a sense for where their teammates are, uh, that there's a lot of cutting as soon as you're not open, you yeah. make a cut, and, and probably maybe the biggest thing is to make quick decisions. Uh, and, and we give, you know, some teams or maybe this is a little while ago, teams with the point guard had a lot of decisions to make, but the other guys didn't have quite as many. And for us, it's everybody has those decisions to make. And, 
how we practice is to try to get to make those decisions correctly and then as quickly as you can. Because it feels like uh, for as long as I've watched your, your teams, a Coach Mooney coach team always gets a few easy buckets with hard cuts and backdoor and screens and all that. It just feels like your your offense always gets a few layups and dunks to get your team going. Yeah, I appreciate it. I mean, that, that is a big part of it is we're, we're trying to – how many easy baskets you can get, and there are different ways to look at that. You know, mm-hmm. some teams look at offensive rebounds as easy buckets. Some teams look at – creating turnovers for easy buckets. Uh, it's all part of it. We're, we're trying to get as easy buckets out of our offense. Uh, and I, I think the main thing, kind of going back to your hypothetical question, is we, we try to remove the tension from the game on offense. You know? mm-hmm. So when you're, when you're in the game, you've touched the ball you know, two times each possession, you're moving, and you, you know, that keeps you from thinking about, oh, I haven't shot in four minutes or – I really need to try this. You know, it's just more of a reaction to how the defense is playing. And hopefully all that movement can help you get a couple easy ones yourself. Coach, thanks so much for the time, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me on. Yep, that was Coach Mooney of the Richmond Spiders. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio on The Fan. Don't go anywhere. Don't touch that dial. We'll be right back. Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan. <clears throat> now at 105.1 FM, phone lines are always open, 833-804-0910, 833-804-0910. We'll run around local sports in Richmond, Virginia with Lane Casadante at 2.30. Coming up on NFL Hits, we will break down the playoff picture thanks to the Seahawks win. They're now back at 500. And I think they are. They have enough juice to get into the postseason. Yeah, they got it. That, right? that, that's a lock. I yeah, think. and if and it feels like now after the Eagles lost, the Niners are locked in to be the best team in the NFC, and it will run oh, yeah. through San Francisco, uh, with the Cowboys probably being the second place team. The question of the day on the Richmond Commander: How many wins would Washington have gotten this season if Jacoby Brissett had been given the start for all seventeen games? But uh, like I said, happy holidays to everybody. Yeah. We are just, what, six days away from Christmas yeah, now? We are. Have you figured out what you want me to get you as a gift? I, I'm still all in on that that, that gift food card gift for card. food. Like you just want me to feed your belly. Yes, that's always what I want. Okay. <laughs> that's what I, when I have extra cash, I eat it. I go out to eat. Yeah. You know? I, I don't need, I don't buy a new game. Yeah. I'm all in on Fortnite right now. <laughs> You're going to call me a child for that. I already know. Yeah, yeah. But all right, I'll get you something good. Um, but, you know, I was... I came in today and I saw I saw Richard McCann downstairs from the Home Improvement Show, and uh, we caught up for a little bit. He asked me about my Hanukkah, and I immediately said, "It doesn't hit as hard as it did when I was a kid." I was feeling grumpy this year. I don't know why. I turned into the sports Grinch. Right, my birthday's next week, and so Hanukkah came and passed. My birthday's next week. I felt like I had to get myself a gift to cheer up my mm-hmm. mood. Right, so I went to Best Buy. And uh, shout out to Chris from Best Buy. He's a manager there. He took great care of me. I wanted to upgrade my sound system at okay, home. Yeah. And you're a sound guy, yes, so you can get this into is, this. This is important all right? to me. So I talk about the AWOD theater all the time, right? I feel right, like right. I've got the greatest bachelor, um, you know, set up at home. Stuff. I have not one, not two, but three TVs in the man cave. And they were all working during the games this weekend because there were so many good football yeah, games. I'm jealous. Right? So I had all three games working. My sound bar is from 2015. And it's old. 
It's not that great. I got it for Black Friday. It was cheap. And it just, it doesn't fill the room, right? No. And and I, I like a sound bar. Mm-hmm. It's a good like middle of the road kind of alternative to just the speakers of the TV. I would definitely yeah. recommend it as an upgrade. But if you want sound, yeah. I'm sure whatever you, you what you get. I actually probably should have asked your opinion on this. I really I because you are a sound guy. Didn't did you study sound at Virginia Tech? Yeah. That was that was basically uh, They let you graduate for just having ears? <laughs> well, my first two years <laughs> was engineering and then uh-huh. theater was the next two. And uh-huh. so just senior year I, I worked pretty much one on one with the sound design professor all okay. year. So done a lot of sound classes and sound work and sound stuff. Really? Okay. So um first off, I got to Best Buy and I'm thinking everybody's gonna try to sell me, right? Like I went yeah. to one Best Buy uh, in, off of um what was it, Glenn Allen? I felt like the guy was trying to sell me, trying to get me this uh, 9.1 speaker set, blah, 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 blah. But when I went to the Best Buy in um, Innsbruck, Chris took care of me. The first thing he did was he showed me his system at home. Oh, And I was yeah. like, that's how you gain my trust. Yeah, if, you, right? <laughs> if it's what they're Show using. Show me what you're using that is, um, gain my trust. So I bought an amp and a uh, 5.1 system. Okay. Trying to set it up last night. I realized I'm not as big of a nerd as I thought I was. <laughs> Trying to cut the wires took me three hours, Stub. What? Trying, <laughs> yes. And I bought brand new wire cutters. It was It's cutting it took forever. Maybe I just have, you know, not strong hands. Cutting it was impossible. And then stripping the wire. Dude, I, I've done that many times. You've done that many yeah, I should have had Stub come over come. and, and set it up. Right? <laughs> that would have been my Christmas present for my producer. <laughs> so I, I set up the whole thing last night. All right? They got the got each speaker set up, mm-hmm. put it in the perfect location, you know, got the wrapped the wires, hid the wires. Yeah. And oh, you gotta, gotta get that cable managed. Yeah. And uh the boys came over and they loved it, yeah. dude. And, and it just it sounded so good. There was a moment in the Seahawks game where they scored a touchdown and they played fireworks. And I was like geeking out, tripping out because the fireworks were sounding like they were behind my ears. Oh yeah, you it got the full so surround. Good. You yeah. get you get good subwoofers in there. I got I got one sub. Okay, one sub. Um, and those I, I those feel like are a good important. Setup. Those are that's a slept on component yeah. of the sound system is the subwoofer. So if you were to build my my home theater speaker system, what would you have gone with? Here? Well, I, I would just trust the Best Buy thing. I yeah. don't. I just have a sound bar at home. I yeah. haven't really gone out and spent all the money on a good setup. But I would recommend anyone out there, if you're going past the sound bar, that you get some surround and a subwoofer. Yeah. Because the, the you don't think about that with that bass, but when you get it in there, and it was probably that was getting the fireworks sounding so good was, right. was the bass. Well, and, you know, I was talking to my buddy Brett, who's the ultimate nerd. He's the guy that when we were in college, sometimes he would bring his own speaker to the party so that he could DJ there. Mm-hmm. He knows everything about sound. And uh, he was telling me, you have to spend more money on the amp than on the speakers itself. That makes sense, right? Yeah. And I, I didn't. Uh, that really, it didn't make sense to me when he was first saying it. But now that I've got the whole setup going, mm-hmm. it does because the amp powers everything, right? Yeah, and and also spacing of where you put everything is important, which you might not think about. Like if you have things too close or too far from walls and stuff, that can mess with the sound because it yeah. bounces off the wall, and that can that can damp the volume if you have a speaker too close to a wall. So. It, Having someone that knows what they're doing for setup there is helpful. Yeah, but uh, if it's a preset system, I'm sure there were instructions and. Well, I did. I'm sure I read. It out I, just fine. I was such a nerd last. Night. I read the whole manual, yeah. start to finish. Uh, but I am getting so into this sound now that like 
I got so my amp is 7.1 by my speakers is 5.1 so I could add two speakers to it. I just bought this thing yesterday. I already want to add speakers. You need you need to put on a Nolan movie. Put right. on like Dunkirk or something yeah, and yeah, tell yeah, me yeah. how that <laughs> that yeah. fills you up. You know the space. what I actually first movie I christened it with last night Sicario 2. That's Day fair. of the Soldado or whatever. I only made it like 30 minutes in cuz it was late. Mm-hmm. But man Anytime there was a gunshot, yeah, it that, is that's gonna, immersive. That's going to sound good. Right? I, I, I think Nolan would be the best to test it with because mm-hmm. he's his sound is so important. That's why you need to see every one of his movies in IMAX. Yeah. That'll be a good test yeah. for your I'm, system. I got to have Stubb over to, to check out the sound <laughs> system, make sure that I'm doing it right. How, where are you at with uh, lighting for a home theater? With lighting. So I love, uh, I, I like to watch a movie in the dark. Okay. I, I like it to be so the you don't TV. like any of the accent lighting can, that people use, the purple or the can, red. I, I think that's fine. Um, my my friend down the hall has like a black light set up behind mm-hmm. his couch and behind the TV, and I think that works really well just, an, a, just so you can get up and go to the bathroom if you need to yeah. see where you're going. Yeah. Kind of like a movie theater, but lighting is not my specialty. Yeah. I don't I don't have as much on that, but I, I think, you know, it, you can do just about anything and no one's going to care that much unless yeah. it's like blinding them. Yeah. No, I, I was uh, I was getting so into it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just it, sound is so awesome when it's done right. I agree. Right? And I showed my friends. I literally I turned the sound system off in the middle of the game, and I said, "Let's just hear it out of the TV speakers," and it was so blowing them away. <laughs> I mean, it felt yeah, like it's... we were listening on an iPhone. And then I turn it on my speaker system. And it's like, oh, we're in, now we're in a theater. Yeah, and oh, dude, a lot of TV speakers are bad. Yeah, like you just need something. Oh, I know. Like so, it... <laughs> here's my here's my PSA to everyone in Richmond. Spoil yourself a little bit for the holidays, right? Especially if you're born on December 26th and you feel like you never get any love for your birthday because it's always the holidays. Spoil yourself. Yeah, I agree. Take yourself out for dinner once, right? Why not? Yeah. Why not? Yeah. Buy that (laughs) old-fashioned at the bar. Don't just get a PBR. (laughs) Get something nice. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM.